Welcome everyone to the Answer Podcast. I am your host, Bo. And I'm your host, Bo. No, that's uh, not a repeat. We have two Bo's on the, the show. Uh, I'm Bowman Val. And I'm Bo Felch. And uh, what the Answer Podcast is, is where we take everyday questions and we find everyday answers and we add the Bible to it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just looking for uh, the answers found in Scripture to everyday questions, like you said. Yeah, so join us on the 10th and the 20th of every month. And if you have your questions or if you have questions of your own anyways, send them to findtheanswerpodcast at gmail.com and we'll get them answered for you as soon as possible. So, Bo, our verse of the day for today's podcast is James 1.6. It says, But let him ask in faith with no doubt, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. It's pretty fitting for today's question. I would say so. Because the question we're looking at today is, how do Christians deal with doubt? Now, Bo... We talked about this a little bit, but what what are we talking about? Doubt. Okay, so when we're talking about doubt, uh, when you when you really dissect what doubt is, you can pretty much trace any type of sin back to this like root cause of doubt. Um, but what we kind of want to focus on more today is that uh, the literal like doubting God, doubting salvation, doubting uh, God's love for us, things like that, like where. The doubt is kind of like right in your face doubt. Like that's what you're struggling with in itself is the doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because like you said, sins come from doubt, like anxieties, frustrations, vengeance. You know, all of that stems from doubt. But we want to talk about the doubt that starts to cause us to stumble with our our legit faith. Mm -hmm. The the issues with salvation and and who is this God fella? You know what I mean? Like that's what we need to look at. Sure. And so... But with that being said, let's look at this from two perspectives. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it from the perspective of the Christian, like the question was asked, the Christian right. doubt. But then I also want to hit at the end on non-believers, yeah. because there are a lot of people that doubt what we believe yeah. for what they think is a good reason. right? right. And I'm never going to call somebody out, but I am going to confront them on their, their doubt, right? Yeah. Because if they're going to doubt what I believe, I want to... You want to challenge, yeah. You want to challenge that. Exactly. So let's dive into the the Christian doubt. Okay. And you talked about doubt and faith. We talked about why we're talking about doubt. So dive into that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I believe that when it comes to like this idea of doubt, uh, first and foremost, before you can even really um, look at what you know, aspect of faith or like your walk with Christ that you're doubting, like first you need to examine why you're doubting in the first place. Um, I think that that's one of those things that we can go so quickly into what we're doubting and not looking at the root cause of why we're doubting it in the first place that we really need to take time to examine, okay, is this like an insecurity that I have in myself? You know, um, do you feel like for instance, like an example of that would be like, maybe you have abandonment issues. And so maybe you feel like God's abandoned you. So you're starting to doubt God. Well, it's like, 
is that like one of those insecurities that you have with people? So now you're having it with God as well. Well, then if we know why you're having that, now we can start to, uh, you know, dissect that and attack it a little bit more. And I think that this is kind of something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this question is just how a lot of the time our doubt will stem from because we read something that we believe is to be more reliable than the Bible, which is like super ironic because like historically speaking, the Bible is one of the most accurate sources, most reliable sources that we have. And so like when we go to reading things and it's like, you know, you kind of go down that rabbit hole sometimes it's like you can very easily start to doubt what the Bible says because you believe that third page of Google search is more reliable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of, we, we had a sermon here recently, the sermon series where mm -hmm. we cross referenced old Testament to new Testament. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that there's nothing more truthful and believable than scripture. Mm -hmm. And to Christians that should be comforting, right? Yeah, because yeah. that is what we derive our faith off of. Uh -huh. And so even doubts that start to interfere, start to come in the way of, of our life and what we're doing, they can be overcome through scripture mm -hmm. and it's your belief in scripture and in, in Christ and salvation, right? That the scripture can overcome those doubts, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that we should talk a little bit about that side of it mm -hmm. and then kind of do some practical advice, you know? Yeah. Um, because for me, when Jesus is speaking to the apostles and to the people, he says, you know, if you have faith, the side of a mustard, the size of a mustard seed, yeah. You can say to this mountain, you know, go from here to there and it'll move. Right. And essentially what he's saying is if you don't doubt, if you hold firmly to that faith. Yeah. It will work. It'll right. Happen. Yeah. It'll. Yeah. And to us in a world of instant gratification, mm -hmm. we're expecting mountains to literally move. Yeah, exactly. But the idea is that when you don't doubt and you trust that Christ is your savior, that this faith you're holding so firmly to is in fact the truth. Mm -hmm. Those mountains that are moving are not going to be always physical, right? They're yeah. going to be emotional mountains. Like you said, abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. They're going to help you combat those feelings and those, those frustrations of maybe I am here all by myself. Yeah. And I think it's funny. Cause like one of those mountains that like when you, uh, have faith the size of a mustard seed. It's like, well, one of the mountains that already moved is like, as a believer is like, well, your salvation. <laughs> like yeah. we, we sometimes overlook that, that like how big of a mountain that had to move for that. Like, um, you know, Jesus went and died on the cross for our sin. It's like, that's a pretty big mountain that, that moved. And obviously like um, our response to that is kind of, you know, where that faith comes in and then the mountain moves from there. But uh, yeah. And he, I mean, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. He he did something that science and history will tell us isn't possible. Yeah. People don't rise from the dead, you right. know, but yet Jesus did. Right. And that's something that we should say right off the bat, too, is that you will never be able to discount Scripture mm -hmm. as, as not the truth and as not what you can hold on to because of the fact that it's not the only piece of literature that proves the account of Christ, that proves the account of God, that proves the necessity of faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many different pieces of literature out there that even represent who God is. 
Yeah, I believe the uh, the resurrection is like one of the most documented. Um, it's I think it's the most documented or most written about um, thing in like human history or something like that. Like I may be wrong about that. Maybe I just made that up. I don't know. But it's um, a low statistic. Yeah, exactly. But the there's countless documents or uh, outside of scripture that do document the the resurrection or talk about the resurrection. And so um, also kind of like what you were saying, though, is that you can't just discount scripture. And I guess this is kind of looking at the non-believer side of this is that if you doubt the existence of God, you know, you just you just can't get on board with it to completely throw scripture out is almost playing a little bit unfair. It would be similar to a um, an attorney just throwing out all the evidence in a, in a trial and just being like, see, he's innocent because you can't look at the evidence. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, Scripture is the primary source in which uh, Christians um, find theology, find what they believe. And so it's like if you completely just get rid of Scripture because for the sake of the fact that it's Scripture, it's like you're playing on an unfair You'll never come to a belief in Christ if that's yeah. the case. Well, the, yeah, exactly. You're getting rid of all the evidence, exactly. right? There's, where would faith come from? Where would this exactly. this Jesus guy be found if you got yeah. rid of everywhere that he's found? Yeah, exactly. And so I agree with you. And and you're right. It relates to the non-believer, but I think it it relates heavily to the believer also. Yeah, I agree. Because the believer, we talked about this a little bit before, that one of the biggest issues with them believing isn't necessarily not believing scripture, right? They, they know that scripture is real, but it's questioning whether God loves them, right? Yeah. And, and that's something that you kind of brought up and I didn't think of before. But if they're going to question that God loves them, then they're questioning scripture. Yeah. You know, scripture tells us that there is no love without God because God is, is love. love. Yeah. You know, he literally is. He created it. Yeah. Before there was nothing and then there was love. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so if you're going to discount God's love, you're going to discount scripture. Yeah, exactly. And this kind of gets into like the, um, we kind of talked about why are you doubting? And then we kind of talk about what are you doubting? And like you said, God's love. And C.S. Lewis has a quote that I think is just really good. Um, I don't have the direct quote, but I can kind of summarize it for you. And basically what he says is that we should feel a lot more secure when we think about God's love for us than when we think about our love for God. And like when you kind of put it in those terms, it's like, man, like it's so humbling. And it's kind of like a gut check a little bit because you're like, how true is that? Like one of, I, I think the most common things of doubt is like, does God really love me? And it's like, there's scripture is an entire, you know, uh, it's an entire book on books of, how much God does love you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, we change our love for God based off of how he answers our prayers, how, uh, you know, off of our emotions, just how we feel today. Maybe I love God more today. It's like, we should find so much more security in the fact that God's never wavered for us, but we waver on him all the time. And so when it comes to like, if we're doubting God's love, it's like, that's in itself is just kind of a, um, I I mean, almost like foolish thing to think about because it's like God's given us absolutely no reason to think that he doesn't love us. Yeah, exactly. And that doesn't mean that doubt won't come your way. I think that's that's a caveat we have to say is yeah. that even 
the strongest of believers experience some semblance of doubt. Yeah. But again, we're looking at doubt in 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 your salvation, yeah. doubt in in Christ and what he's done for you. Right. And the reality is is even though as a believer you may experience that doubt because I can tell you from the position of a pastor that I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Not recently obviously, mm-hmm. but I have experienced you know, am I really saved? Yeah. Have have I been given this gift? Right. And it does come down to the understanding and the realization that God loved me enough to send his son to die. Yeah. Period. Right. You know, there's there's nothing else that had to do with. You know, it's not like he had to send his son to die because he needed me to right. preach. Right. Yeah. Somebody else could have preached. Right. Somebody else could have done this job, but he loved me enough. Right. To send his son to die. Yeah. And I think what what you're saying is just so good because like um when if we're doubting like our salvation or whatever it is, it's like we love to interject ourselves into this like um into the story. And it's like when you start to doubt your salvation, it's you're kind of starting to doubt. Well, did I do, have I done enough? You know, have I done, am I a good enough person? Like that's kind of where this leads to this doubting of your salvation, because it's like, we understand that salvation is a gift freely given to us as long as we believe. And so it's like, how can we doubt that? Like, it's kind of one of those, at the end of the day, it's a self-examination. I mean, no one knows your heart except for you and God. And so you have to look inwardly and examine your heart and examine the fruit in your life. Like if there's evidence of salvation, uh, obviously, and stuff like that. But um, I just think it's really funny because it's like we love to interject ourselves into that narrative. Yeah. And it's like nah, God like freely gave that to us. And so like to doubt our salvation even is um, something like, I don't want to say that it won't happen because it happens to lots and lots of people, but we should uh, take ourselves out of that narrative and realize that that was a gift really given to us. Yeah. Like we don't have the right to doubt salvation, <laughs> exactly. you know, like we did nothing to do it. It's yeah. it's like watching a, a ship launch and go into space. We can't doubt that. Like it's yeah. going up in the sky. We had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's a gift. And so it's like someone gives you a gift and it's like, well, I doubt that they actually gave that to me. You know, it's like, no, they did. It was a gift. They gave it to you. You had your name on it, you know, everything. Like it was, they went to the store, they bought it for you. Like, yet somehow like we would turn around. I just don't think that they bought this for me. It's it's like behind our backs. We can't see it. Like where'd that gift go? Oh yeah. It's not here. It can't be. Yeah. Cause it is a gift and and we have no right. Mm -hmm. But Bo, the beauty of it is, is that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, doubters. The Christians that that do doubt this are mm-hmm. not alone. And scripture tells no. us that, yeah. you know, Paul writes to the church in Corinth and he says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. So essentially what he's saying is, I know that there are doubts. Mm-hmm. It, it happens, but I want to remind you of what I taught you, mm-hmm. of what happened and what Christ did for you, right. because there's nothing more important than the narrative of Christ. Yeah. 
And you notice he doesn't say, by the way, you're in that narrative. He doesn't say that you're in the gospel. He says, the gospel that I preach to you, yeah. meaning the gospel that I heard and I learned from Christ yeah. and about Christ. Right. And you can't discount that. You know, the beauty of this podcast is it lets people know that they're never going to be alone. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. Even scripturally, there are people doubting their salvation. Yeah. I, like, I mean, literally like probably the most famous doubter ever is found in scripture doubting Thomas. Like, how would you like to be the the dude that's mentioned in scripture, but you're referred to as doubting Thomas. Like that just seems like the reputation that I would not want to end up with, but um, that's just kind of funny. But um, we see Thomas who walked with Jesus, like was a disciple of Jesus and he's saying, like, I won't believe that Jesus was resurrected unless I actually, like, see and touch him. Yeah, and that's the guy that literally heard Jesus say, I'll be resurrected. Exactly. Like, And so we see, like you said, in Scripture where uh, doubting is something that does happen to believers. And it happened to Thomas. And it's one of those things that um, we talked about this early. And I think that this is, um, or before the podcast, and I think this is really important, is that if we don't get rid of our doubt and we let it like stick around, that's what happens is then we have to say, well, I have to see and touch him before mm -hmm. I'll believe. It's like, we should never get to that point. We should have squashed the doubt early on. And that's why we have to look at why we're doubting and get to the root of it and squash it out early or else it will um, lead us down a path of, of sin and it'll lead us down a path of, um, just not even recognizing where we are anymore. Yeah. It's, it's real doubt. Exactly. You know, it's it, it, like you said before, it reminds me of the story in Genesis when Eve starts to doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's what doubt is. It's, it's a pinprick from Satan. It's yeah. the devil saying, listen, are you sure that's real? Because not giving the devil his due, but being realistic, he's mm -hmm. probably got the most silver tongue out there. Yeah. Right. So like anything he says is going to be deceptive mm -hmm. so that you believe it. Yeah. And that's why it's so easy sometimes to fall into that doubt and think, well, maybe I, I don't have this salvation. Mm -hmm. Maybe this God guy isn't real. And that's why Jesus even tells us, you know, you believe because you've seen. Mm -hmm. But blessed are those who believe who have not seen. Mm -hmm. Because that's the truth of salvation is that we don't have the opportunity to see Christ in the flesh. Right. But we have the opportunity to see Christ in all that we do. Right. In scripture, in the mm -hmm. world today. And I think that kind of ties into the non-belief as well. Those who don't believe in, in this idea of a God, mm -hmm. a heavenly father, you know, we mentioned earlier how they discount scripture mm -hmm. and it'd be like, like an attorney throwing out all the evidence exactly, and saying my, my client's innocent right. period. Well, the reality is, is even beyond scripture, God is visibly present, mm -hmm. you know, and, and everything that that's out there, if you could relate it back to scripture, given it, it does have its, its right. roots. God is present. Right. And I think that's the issue with, if you do throw out scripture, it's like, well, like, as believers, we we could say like, well, just look around us, look at the earth, look at the animals, all the stuff, and be like, that's evidence of, of God. But it's like, but if you throw out scripture, then you don't understand in Genesis when God created all of that. And so that's that's like that um, 
you're kind of chasing your tail because you just you want to throw out all the evidence of everything. And so then you just end up spinning and spinning. And kind of what you were going back to a second ago as well is that, you know, doubt is a tool when talking about Satan and everything, the devil. It's like doubt's a tool of Satan that makes us lack confidence in God's word and uh, consider his judgment unlikely. And I just really kind of like that quote because it's uh, something where we you don't doubt what you have confidence in. But what Satan tries to do is he he uh, he wants to poke a hole in it. He wants to make you get to that second guessing yourself. And we see that, like you said, in Eve, where Eve knows what God said, but then he goes, well, did God really say? Yeah. And then it kind of just like lets that doubt go. And then it goes to that um, thing that we were talking about earlier, where if you don't squash the doubt early, then it just turns into sin later is exactly what happened to Adam and Eve is that they didn't squash the doubt. They didn't stand firm on what God had said. Um, because if you remember like in script, like Eve, like even changes what God said, like, well, what he said is this. And then he de- she doesn't even quote what God said. She like added to it, you know? And so it's like, we see that doubt creep into their life and it ended them in getting kicked out of the garden and the fall of humanity. Yeah, And so I also think, kind of talking about practical advice now and how to overcome doubt because um, we can talk about all of this stuff, but I think what's really important is that we give the people good advice on how to overcome it and not just leave them in that state of feeling um, just alone and just that they're doubting everything. Yeah, definitely. And But before you dive in, do you want to break it up, believers and non-believers? Do you have practical advice for each? Yeah, and I'll go believers first, and then we'll tie it back to the non-believer because they're they're my my advice to them is very similar. Okay. Um, actually, it's part one of three for them. Okay. So, uh, for the believer, step one: read scripture. I yeah. mean, you know, if you want to overcome doubt, read where the evidence comes from. Two is pray. You know, pray to the one that wrote the evidence. Yeah. Um, that uh. You know, we have the Holy Spirit now. Um, so just just pray. That's practical, obviously. And third is seek counsel. Get with other believers. Let them know that, hey, I'm struggling with this area. Like, I'm just really doubting that God X, you know, whatever it is. Uh, let other people know and kind of let them in to that um, part of your life. Um, and those are the three that I have for a, a a believer. Do you have anything to to add or really? So I would say number four would be look around you. I mean, as a believer, even whether you're doubting and questioning your salvation or not, mm-hmm. look at the sky any given day, any given night. Mm-hmm. If you live in a city, if you live in the country, right? There is plenty of evidence in the sky alone mm-hmm. that God is real. Yeah, because to me, it's hard to fathom that some particle out there was made out of nothing and yeah. then decided to make other nothings. And then now we have everything like yeah, that literally that contradicts what science says as well. Which yeah. Is ironic. Yeah. And so it's much more feasible, in my opinion, to believe that there's a God out there who did create all this because it looks it literally looks created. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it was drawn on a computer and then just printed out, right? right it looks yeah. like it was beautifully created. Yeah, it's far too intricate for it to have been random. 
yeah. And don't just take my word for it. Look up, you know, or maybe that doesn't do it for you because some people mm-hmm. don't find beauty in, in the outside world, right? Yeah. They have a hard time. So my advice would be to start doing a little bit of research mm-hmm. and look up the the uh, protein molecule laminin. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Laminin, if you haven't seen it before under an electron microscope, it's from my understanding. Now, I'm not a, a microbiologist. I don't know everything about the human body ever. You know, I think I'm a smart guy, but mm-hmm. generally compared to those people, I know nothing. Yeah. But we all know. right from my understanding of a, a protein molecule is without these, they really yeah. don't. It's like eat. an essential part of the molecule. It's funny. I actually have a tweet. If you follow me at boat underscore nose 50 on Twitter, um, I have a picture of this exact thing. Um, yeah. Laminin is an essential part of the cell. The cross holds us together at the molecular level. That's a, my tweet from 2016, but there you can kind of see what it looks like. But exactly what you're saying is that it literally is diagrammed as a cross. Yeah, and 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 the the electron microscope image isn't a diagram. It right. is legitimately in the shape of a cross, mm-hmm. and it it shows us that even to our our fundamental portions, like the fundamental parts of our body, Christ is is prevalent. Yeah, and and to me that helps counteract doubt in mm-hmm. a believer yeah, is knowing that even to the smallest of smalls Christ is there. Yeah, I agree. And then um, to the, to the non-believer, this is where we kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier is that my, you know, three part plan for the, the believer was read scripture, pray and seek counsel. I have a one part for the non-believer and that's read scripture. Yeah. Um, this goes exactly back to what we said is that it would be the equivalent of an attorney, a defense attorney throwing out the evidence and saying, see, he's innocent is read scripture and find out what you believe for yourself. Don't go off of what other people have told you. Don't like get rid of all pre um, pre knowledge of it or what you've thought to be true. It's like, Read scripture, find out what it says, and find out what you believe. Uh, if you go from there, I mean, obviously, I wrote, I arrived at the conclusion that God is real. Um, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And so, uh, that, like, that's literally just my advice: read scripture, find out for yourself. Uh, don't let, don't just blindly follow what other people are telling you don't follow exactly what we're telling you blindly like go look it up for yourself you know exactly and and i'm 100 with you and the beauty is is that we're challenging you now right mm-hmm. as as listeners if you don't believe then prove us wrong yeah go read scripture as much of it as you can and study it hard and and as much as you can and when you find in scripture that this just can't be the truth, then email us or contact us in some way, shape, or form and prove us wrong. I'm, I'm 100% confident in saying prove us wrong. Yeah, I was going to say this is the beautiful uh, part of this advice and um, job security for us in doing this podcast is that uh, I hope that you read scripture come to find questions and then send those questions to, is it find the answers at gmail.com? Yeah. Find the answer podcast, podcast. at gmail.com. Exactly. It's, 
that's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. You know, good segue to the close here. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> you know, th that's that's the the truth is prove us wrong. Mm -hmm. And and if you do, you won't. But if you try to, I think you'll find more than you bargained for. Yeah, I agree. And and that's what we want to leave you with is three point five steps as believers to <laughs> to overcome your doubt mm -hmm. and one final step for non-believers read scripture and and try your best to prove us wrong yep and email your questions to find the answer podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you guys on the next one